Just a little while to stay here. And that's what I'm going to do. Just a little while to stay here. Uh, by no stretch is it my intention to uh, keep you very long this afternoon, but we do want to open the Word of God and see if there are some nugget that we can glean from what God has written in his book called the Bible. Turn with me, if you will, to the book of Luke. The chapter is 10, beginning at verse number 38 and concluding with verse number 42. Luke chapter 10 and verse number 38. Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving, and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her, therefore, that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. For just a few moments, and I mean just a few moments, <laughs> this afternoon, we're going to look at the subject, a lesson from Mary. A lesson from Mary. Verse number 38 says that, Now it came to pass, as they went, that he entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. It was customary, as many of you know in those days, for individuals to share their home with those who were traveling. It was a way of showing hospitality to a wayward traveler. There were no Marriott's. There were no Hyatt's or Hilton Inn's. There were no Airbnb's, room arama you ever use that, or, or verbo. There's just a number of those things that they use today uh, for house, um, uh, to rent someone's home. But a place to rest and a place to refresh yourself was always in someone's home. And I remember, many of you may remember, when Sandy Lane, formerly Deal Avenue, used to house individuals who came uh, to our homecoming. Uh, so many individuals would come and they would, the sisters would get a list of how, what houses uh, someone could stay in. And they would set up camp on like Friday night because people would start coming in on Friday. They would set up camp on Friday and, and on Saturday. And when someone call, came, they would call someone on the list and make sure that they had somewhere to stay. 
not only during our homecomings, but during our youth rallies. Uh, we would house children. I, I, I remember, I, I told, uh, I was talking to Rita, and I remembered, some of you may remember Brother Tom Arnold was from Boston, I believe it was, and Brother Tom Arnold would come down every year just about it for our homecoming. And, and he stayed with us several times. And Tom got to the point where uh, Tom was one of those individuals, he knew everybody in the city. I don't know how he came from Boston to Richmond and, and knew somebody, but he knew somebody in Richmond. And, and I can remember one night he, he left uh, at 9 o'clock to go get some ice cream. And his wife went to bed. His wife was named Pat, if I remember correctly. And Pat went to bed. And I said, Pat, why are you going to bed? She said, Tom, I'm not going to be back. So about midnight, Tom Arnold shows up with some ice cream. And we're all gone to bed by this time. And he rings the doorbell. And he had run into someone that he knew at the ice cream parlor, wherever he got the ice cream from. But anyway, Brother Tom Arnold stayed at our home. And, and Brother Laruna Gibbert's mother, Sister Bernice King, stayed with us a number of times, as well as her daughter, and so many of us, many of you have fond memories of individuals who stayed in your home uh, during that particular uh, time. Uh, Ladies' Day, you, we had individuals that would stay uh, in, in our home during Ladies' Day. And so hospitality is a tr character trait of a Christian. In 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse number 9 and 10, uh, Peter says, in verse 9, use hospitality one to another without grudging. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good shepherds, or as good stewards, rather, of the manifold grace of God. The New Living Translation puts it this way Cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. And so hospitality was something that was, that was used then, something that has been used throughout uh, Christianity as a means of sharing your home and your resources uh, with those who were wayward travelers. In verse number 39, the Bible says, And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his words. The gospel mentions Mary three different times. Uh, this particular verse in Luke chapter 10, uh, she is referenced. She's also referenced in John chapter 11 and verse 32. Uh, the Bible says, then when Mary was come where Jesus was, and this was after Lazarus had died, when, Jesus, when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou had been here, my brother had not died. And then in John chapter, same book, chapter 12, verses 1, 2, and 3, the Bible says, When then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead, there they made him a supper, and Martha served. But Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. 
Then took Mary a pound of ointment, a spicknard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. In all three occasions and in all three instances that, they, that Mary is referenced, she is found at the feet of Jesus. She always seemed to find her way to the feet of Jesus. And her experiences, should learn, we should learn something from Mary, that we too should always take every opportunity that we have or that we can to place ourselves at the feet of Jesus. It is at the feet of Jesus that we find comfort. It is at the feet of Jesus that we find peace in our lives. Her experiences can teach us a valuable lesson about our walk with the Lord and how we, too, should be at the feet of Jesus. Verse number 40. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her, therefore, that she help me. While Martha was cumbered, meaning that she was distracted, she was driven by other things to do, Mary was sitting calmly listening to Jesus. When we come into God's presence, when we come into the presence of Jesus, whether it be in prayer, in Bible reading, studying, worship, the burdens of life should lightly, uh, should lightly be taken away. They should become amazingly lighter in our lives because we're at the feet of Jesus. It would do many Christians good to learn to sit in Jesus' presence. And forget the cares of the world. Forget the troubles that are in your life. We must learn to love the Lord more than we love ourselves. We must learn to love the Lord more than we, learn, than we love our troubles and that we love our worries. And we must be willing to find the feet of Jesus and place ourselves there. And we will find the calm and peace that he has promised. When we focus our attention on Jesus, other things tend to become a lot dimmer in our lives. In Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 9, Paul says, Be careful or don't be worrying about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. I seriously believe with all of my heart that no matter what has occurred in your life, what may be occurring in your life, you can always, and I say this without any doubt, that you can always find something to be thankful for. No matter how bad you may think things are, no matter how bad they may seem to have gotten in your life, if you take the time, and you don't have to look that far. If you take the time, you can find something to be thankful for. 
I had done a lesson in house to house, and I don't remember if it was one that we had done uh, that Brother Brown had given us or, or one I had done or not, but we were talking about things to be thankful for. And we were talking about uh, the fact that, that you had to park all the way at the end. We were talking about what blessings we find in certain things. And, and we say you had to park all the way at the end of the shopping center and walk to get to the mall. Well, there's so many blessings in that. Number one, you got a car. Number two, you can walk. Number three, you're alive. There are so many things that we can find blessings in. We complain so much about what we don't have and the things that are not going well in our lives. And all of the blessings that are around us, we don't pause to say, God, thank you for those particular blessings. Paul goes on to say in verse number seven, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Verse number eight, he says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Verse number nine, those things which you have both, you have uh, both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the peace of God shall be with you. Mary, Martha rather, was like many of us today. Our lives are filled with busyness. Uh, we're so busy trying to conquer the world uh, that we don't take time for the important things in life. We don't take time to sit at the feet of Jesus and learn from him what it is that he would have us to do that we might be all that we could be in Christ Jesus. And so we need to pause and take our time to remember who it is that we serve and place ourselves at the feet of Jesus. In verse number 41, And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled, about many, many things. Sometimes we need to examine our lives and the busyness of our lives. And if we see that we're taking time, we're not taking time to sit at Jesus' feet, to learn about the words of life, to learn more about Jesus, then we need to cut out some things, some activities that are in our life so that we can allow God's word to permeate our hearts and transform our lives. Jesus invites everyone who is weary and burdened to come unto him in Matthew chapter 11 and verse number 28. He says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your soul, for my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. Jesus is not and does not ask us to do the impossible. But he will teach us a great wisdom that we can follow. One reason we should want to learn from him is so that we can become more like him. And when we become more like Jesus, then we know that we are pleasing his father in heaven. We are pleasing our father who art in heaven. 
And so verse number 42, and I shared with you, I wasn't going to keep you long, just something to make you hopefully think about your relationship with the Lord. She, he, Jesus says in verse number 42, but one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. If everything in our lives take precedence over Jesus, if everything in our life takes precedence over de- Jesus, then we are in danger of losing our soul. Even being overly busy at work on your job to the point that you have no time to sit at the feet of Jesus is not a good thing. In Revelation chapter 2 verses 1 through 7, the writer John says, Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things saith he that beholdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. I know thy works, and thy labor, and thy patience, and how thou canst not bear them which are evil. And thou hast tried them which say that they are apostles and are not, as has found them liars. And has borne and has patience, and for my name's sake has labored and has not fainted. Nevertheless, I have something against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Verse number five, remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do the first works, or else I will come unto thee quickly, and I will remove thy candlestick out of his place, except thou repent. But this thou hast, that thou hatest the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. He that hath an ear, let him hear with the Spirit, uh, what the Spirit said unto the churches. To him that overcometh, I will give to eat of the tree of life which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Even though Jesus is not physically here on the earth, where we can physically sit at his feet, that we can listen to his words, God has made it possible for you and I to spiritually sit at Jesus' feet and learn from his words and from his example through the scriptures. Paul tells Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 3, Verses 15 through 17. He says, And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation, through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Verse 16 says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. While those in the first century had the opportunity to see what Jesus looked like, they were able to touch him. They were even able to hear him speak. We have even a greater advantage over them today because we have the fully revealed word of God. We can see all that Jesus that God did to bring Jesus into the world. And we can see what Jesus did throughout his ministry. But we have to open the book. We get to see his gentle caring, caring for those individuals who were sick. We can see him heal the lame and 
cause the blind to see. But we can also get to see the serious side of Jesus as he rebukes the scribes and the Pharisees. Some during the first century would get to their uh, get to hear Jesus speak parables firsthand. But we get to read and study all of them. Some would get to witness firsthand Jesus performing a miracle. But we get to see all of his miracles or many of his miracles when we read the word of God. As Paul told Timothy, God's word has all the information that you and I need to be complete. Which is why we have an advantage over those who in the first century, even though they were able to see Jesus with their own eyes. The more time we spend with Jesus, the more time we spend at his feet, the more time we spend in his word. In studying the scriptures and learning about Jesus, the easier it becomes to make him a priority in your life and to sit at his feet. The larger Jesus gets in our eyes, the smaller your problems become. So we need to ask ourselves a question this evening. Is sitting at Jesus' feet a priority in my life? Is sitting at Jesus' feet a priority in my life? If not, why not? If not, resolve in your mind, repent, ask God to forgive you, ask the church to pray for you, that you will recommit your life to Jesus Christ and recommit yourself to sitting at the feet of Jesus. If you're here this evening and you stand in the need of prayer, or you need to recommit your life to Jesus Christ, uh, we have an opportunity for you to come, and the church will pray for you, uh, that your God will forgive you and that you will be restored, that your life will be committed to sitting at the feet of Jesus. If you're here this evening and you just stand in the need of prayer, uh, you can come as well, and we will go to God on your behalf. And if you're here this evening and you're not a member of the one church that you can read about in the Bible, The Bible tells us that there's only one way that God has provided for mankind to come to him. That's through his son, Jesus Christ. And Jesus lets us know through his word that we must hear the gospel. We must believe the same, be willing to repent of our sins, change our lives and change the way we live our life. Those things that are contrary to what God wants us to do. Be willing to turn away from those things. Be willing to acknowledge before this assembly your faith in Jesus Christ as the son of God. And then we will bury you in the watery grave of baptism and you will become a new creature in Jesus Christ. If you're subject to the invitation, we ask that you come as we together stand and sing. Who at my door is standing patiently drawing near?